Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Andre from Mental Health. I'm here with Kristin and Emma. They're patient representatives here at the International Forum. Kristin, do you want to start by introducing yourself? Sure, my name is Kristin Lind and I, um, I live and work in Stockholm, Sweden. And I'm originally from the US. And how did you get involved in this enormous conference? I first came to this conference a few years ago uh, as a patient and family leader who was doing a lot of work in quality improvement and as a mom who had um, a poster presentation, something I wanted to share. And I came into the conference hoping and expecting to meet up with other patient and family leaders and was honestly a little disappointed that I wasn't able to connect. I think there were a few others there, um, but I felt alone and it felt like patients and families were being talked about, but not with. And I knew that this, that people who work in quality improvement, they actually, they get it. They, they do want to work with patients and families. So I was a little bit surprised. And I approached the conference organizers, the BMJ, and said, I think we can do better. And I was really delighted that pretty much immediately, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't want to waste any time and they just kind of said, come help. And in the past few years, they've made huge changes, um, which we can talk a little bit more about. But I'm very, very excited to be here as part of a, a huge uh, entourage of folks who are helping to infuse the conference with, you know, stories from the front line of health, from patients and families and service users and representatives who are here to help healthcare get better. And what are you doing to kind of unite the patients who are here at the conference this week? Well, we are doing some virtual and real-life meetups. So using Twitter, the hashtag um, forum patients, to help people find each other and connect. Um, And we are also having three live meetups um, tomorrow morning, sorry, Thursday morning, Thursday at lunch, and Friday at lunch. Because we know that patients do want to meet, they want to network, that's a huge uh, bonus of conferences like this. Many of us are pretty active social media users and the chance to get to meet up face to face is is really helpful. Um, We are also doing some support to help get people here, um, to help them make it to the conference and support them with stipends and travel expenses and things like that. Um, and we're thinking a lot about, as well, about how we, as patients and family leaders, can bring the message of the conference back to our communities and take it you know, out, out of the room, out of the building. Great. Thank you. Emma, turning to you, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about why you're here? Yeah, so I'm Emma Cartwright. Um, I am the patient editor at the BMJ. So I run a series called What Your Patient Is Thinking at the BMJ. And this is a series which is written by, edited by, and it's all completely managed by patients. Um, And it's a series where we ask patients just to write a a short story or a short piece about their experience within the health service. Um, And they're really used as kind of education pieces for clinicians. So what what clinicians can learn from patient experiences. Um, And I'm at the forum, um, really, as Kristen said, just to kind of 
open up the open up the doors of, of the conference and to help support patients being in the room um, and and find the opportunities to meet one another to be involved um, in the research but also in the quality and safety improvement I think it's really important um, but also to take our message outside of, of the conference and to really show that to patients that these conferences are happening and that they're stories and their experiences are really welcome in helping us learn and develop and build our capacity in research and and quality and safety improvement. I wanted to ask you both you know patients included as a movement is something that's really started to get a lot of traction in the last two or three years particularly Um, but a lot of conferences say they involve patients and in my experience is don't really um, so what, what, what difference does it make to involve patients in conferences and can you give us some examples of, of events you've been to where it's worked incredibly well and it's made an impact so I agree I think that um, it's including patients is something that's definitely easier said than done and I think if you look at the timeline of a way a conference happens it's easy to start including patients at the end right? The, in the actual event to get them in to prepare presentations and to get them in as speakers, that's a little bit harder. And then to kind of get them in even earlier to select the speakers, to dis, you know to decide what the themes of the conference are and who should be able to come, that's the hardest part. So I think that we have to um, be grateful when, that when we're just in the room, but we all should, also should be really striving to get patients involved earlier and earlier in the process. And one of the ways that I saw that I see this conference evolving is yesterday we actually had the, the committee, the planning committee met to talk about next year's conference in Copenhagen. And we talked about the different streams of the conference and how one of them is around quality, one of them is around cost, one of them is around leadership, one of them is around person and family-centered care. And we tend to put all of the patient and family leaders who come here kind of into the stream around person and family-centered care because we assume that that's what they're going to talk about and that that's what's important to them. But when we start really thinking about what what matters to patients and what matters to patient and family leaders and what they want to present here, we, we actually started to dissect whether or not those streams are even relevant for conference attendees. And so that, to me, gets at, you know, when we start getting patients in the room of planning, we start thinking about... What's the purpose of this conference? Who is it for? What is the thing that we're trying to fix? And who needs to be in the room if we actually want to fix it? So I don't think we're all the way there yet, of course. Um, patients and families, you know, the, peop- the those of us who are doing this work, we also need to build our capacity. We need to build our ability to do this kind of high-level strategic work. Um, But I think that when we do it, um, when we can connect more with purpose instead of performance, um, that to me is the biggest difference. It's like you're bringing heart back into the room and it becomes a different energy and you can sort of feel that. I don't don't want to make it, I guess we're not a silver bullet. Uh, I don't want to make it sound like patient involvement is going to make everything better. But... um, from the professionals who I speak with, 
they talk about once they've done it, they don't want to go back and do it again. They don't want to go back to the old way of doing it. They don't want to talk about patients anymore. They fe- it feels it feels kind of icky. Um, and so that's the feeling that we want everyone to get is like once you've done it and you've tried it, you know what it brings and you just don't want to go back to doing it any other way. It's really uncomfortable though, isn't it, for people that are comfortable in the status quo and the way conferences are at the moment and sitting listening to other academic presentations and very safe so presumably there must be a big group of people who whether it's conscious or not are railing against this because it's different from what they used to yeah I think it's, it's really challenging because I think we're so used to being in our own bubbles and what we are asking people to do is to go outside of that bubble and to really try and embrace change which is really difficult to do um, and you know I think one of the big steps in doing this is having sessions that are completely led by patients and, and making those patients in those sessions where they're in the keynote session so there is no escaping patient involvement in this conference um, having patients at the forefront in these big sessions where a lot of people, clinicians or researchers who may think that patient involvement is not something relevant to them, they're forced to listen or forced to engage in this because we feel like it is, it's important to everybody to at least understand patient involvement and what it can bring to the table and where it can help because I think sometimes it's easy to, to avoid patient involvement and see it as something that's really difficult to do because it is challenging but we really want to encourage patients uh, researchers and clinicians to really think outside the box and really embrace this as a change. And for conference organisers that already do this but are struggling to make it representative of the population, you know, a lot of patient involvement at events is white and middle class and middle-aged. How can we make sure that we're really capturing the people that we need to? Well, I think certainly being able to use things like Twitter, blogs, podcasts, things like this really helps bring outside the conference. So, you know, to attend a conference is is really challenging um, for patients, but also for anybody who's interested to be involved. It's it's very challenging to to be able to come and take this time to attend a conference like this. So I think the opportunity to take our messages outside of the conference is, is one really important aspect. But the second one is is by conferences like this really supporting patients who they are important. They, we're acknowledging that they're important to be in this room. So they have to be the ones to support that. Um, so having things like scholarships and stipends for patients to come to events like this is incredibly important to help bridge that gap between the patients who could come here as, as researchers and clinicians, but having real patients here. It's brilliant to have you both as the first interview on our podcast. I think that's quite appropriate really um good luck with all the stuff you're doing good luck with the meetups hope it all goes well thank you so much thank you